two sixth graders were beginning to date, and some of my ninth graders and tenths were going, oh, this is so cute. I think it's beautiful you're doing that on your Facebook. And I was like, shut up, stupid people. Tell them it's stupid. Right? Really. Um, I, I know you go, oh, but it's so sweet. No, it's just... We'll talk more about that. Okay? Um, but tonight, we're going to talk about the juicy, juicy topic of... Did you read my notes? Because if you did, you can't read worth a flip. <laughs> self-esteem. We're talking about self-esteem. You go, wait, wait. I thought we were talking about purity, dating, and, and love. And, and we're talking about self-esteem. And, and, and can I te- tell you that if you do not get this right, everything is wrecked. You will, who you date, you're just going to be stupid. Okay? You're going to be dumb in choices that, that you make. I did. I did. If you don't get this right, Listen, it will affect you. Can someone tell, tell me how self-esteem has power over you? What does self-esteem do to your life? If you have low self-esteem, how does it affect you? Anybody know? Eating disorders, that is so, so true. That's it. Same thing she said. Good. That's good. Pressure? Depression. Yes, depression. Thank you. I'm a little... Y'all got to shout out. Suicidal. Okay. What else can it do? Self-esteem. Y'all, 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 y'all. I have named all some extreme things. Is it just... Is it only extreme things? It can influence... Girls? It can influence who you choose as friends. On who you choose as friends, right? Can it influence who you date? Yes. Can it influence what you do on a date? Yes. Holy cow, it can affect you in a lot of ways. Um, it, it can affect, for some, y'all talk about what it can affect that you don't eat. For some of us, when we're, we're low self-esteem, we're feeling low about ourselves, we tend to eat more. I mean, that's what I do, man. Just give me food, man. I need a loot, loot burger and drink, Coke, and I'll go back for seconds and a shake. Um, so it can do that. Um, do, do you know that your self-esteem can affect... Um, how you're treated at school, right? Have you seen those that sort of lower self-esteem can sometimes be picked on, right? They don't defend themselves. Do you understand the truth that the one who picks on, the, the quote-unquote bully, we all know him, we've all seen him, we all ha- had him in our lives. Um, the bully has low self-esteem, that's why they're a bully. Do you, you understand that if you just said, 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 said to them when they pick on you, because it occurs all the time, and you say, you know what, you just do that because you, you, you feel really small, and you're trying to make me feel less so you can feel more. They'll be like, shut up, and then, but you'll still prove a good point. <laughs> no, I don't know what will happen. Um, but still, you know, I, I've, I've done this for 18 years. I've talked to you through the years, and um, I feel bad for those people that, that are mean. I, I, I tend to feel sorry because, you know what, it usually te- te- tells me there's something at home that is not right that hurt them or is hurting them. And so, so sometimes we need to learn to have compassion, even for those that, that may give us a hard time. So self-esteem can affect us a lot, right? Do you all agree? Yes, I agree with myself. Okay, is there a di- difference between self-esteem and self-worth? Okay, uh, self-esteem, can, do, do y'all, um, can self-esteem go up and down? You see it on 
Facebook all the time, right? Best day ever. 2.7 seconds later, worst day of my life. I can't, from the same, per, same, same person, you're like going, what in the world happened? You know, some, someone was mean to him, and so self-esteem can shoot, 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 up, down, up, down. But I want you to know that our self-worth is where we get our self-esteem. Where we find our, our worth is where self-esteem comes. So if we can ground ourselves in our self-worth, our self-esteem will steady and, 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 uh, and it won't be so up and down as you feel like it is all the time. So, I want you to watch. Who has seen, um, who has seen the vi- video by, by Dove? It's a Dove soap commercial video. It's been out this week. It, it's sort of new. Okay. A couple of y'all seen it. Good. I want y'all just to watch. It's, it's Girls will relate to this more, but guys, you relate to this too. You won't admit it, but you do. So, <laughs> take a look at the... Um, the, vi- the video. I always thought people were so cute and they have the little cheeks and they're like rosy, but mine are pretty plain. If I was going to change one feature about my face, I would say that I would want fuller lips. I'm definitely a person that looks tired when I'm tired, and when people say that, I immediately am like, oh man. I'm starting to already get little crow's feet and stuff, which, like, my mom has, so, yeah. I'm a forensic artist. I was trained at the FBI Academy in 1993 in composite art. Worked for the San Jose Police Department as the police artist from 1995 to 2011. We didn't really know what we were doing, so that was nerve-wracking for everyone. I showed up to a place I'd never been and walked into this big warehouse and at the very end there was a guy with his back to me with a drafting board. I had a curtain separating me so that I don't see him. Uh, we'll begin. First of all, tell me about your hair. Uh, brown, long, I guess a little bit past my shoulders. Your jaw? My mom told me I had a big jaw. Yeah, they're brown eyebrows, dark brown eyebrows. I didn't know what he was doing, but then I could tell after several questions that he was drawing me. Tell me about your chin. I guess I haven't really compared it to anyone else's chin, but um, especially when, like, I smile, I just feel like it kind of protrudes a little bit. Hmm. What would be your most prominent feature? I kind of have a fat, rounder face. The older I've gotten, the more freckles I've gotten. You sort of realize, oh man, now I, I have to talk about myself and, and, and think about my looks. I'm 40, so I'm starting to get a little bit of the crow's feet thing going on. Um. Once I get a sketch, I say thank you very much, and then they leave. I don't see them. I still didn't know. All I had been told before the sketch was to get friendly with this other woman, Chloe. Today I'm going to ask you some questions about a person you met earlier, and I'm going to ask you some general questions about their face. She was thin, so you could see her cheekbones. And her chin was a nice, thin chin. Hmm. The women were really critical about moles or scars or things like that and yet they were describing just a normal beautiful person she had nice eyes they lit up when she spoke and were very expressive 
The length of the nose, what is that like? It's short. Short? Yeah, cute nose. Her face was fairly thin. She had blue eyes, very nice blue eyes. Okay. So this is your self-described image? And then somebody else described you and I did this sketch. dark circles and crow's feet around my eyes and that was not part of the sketch at all that the stranger did. The stranger's was a little more like gentle. closed off and fatter. She just looks kind of shut down. Sadder, too. The second one is more beautiful. You think they're catching more of that from you? Yeah. 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 She looks more open and um, friendly and But I think I still have some way to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have some work to do on myself. Do you think you're more beautiful than you say? Yeah. Yeah. Chloe's perception was so, so clearly different. Her picture looked like somebody I thought I would want to talk to and be friends with, like a happy, light, much younger, much brighter person. It's troubling. I should be more grateful of my natural beauty. It impacts the choices in the friends that we make, the jobs we apply for, how we treat our children. It impacts everything. It couldn't be more critical to your happiness. Our self-perceptions are generally kind of harsh and unbecoming when really that's not how the world sees us. We spend a lot of time as women analyzing and trying to fix the things that aren't quite right. And we should spend more time appreciating the things that we do like. though how do you see you is first thing I, I want to ask um, but that's not the important most important thing to ask now let me tell y'all something funny there's a, a there's a, a, a spoof on this 
um, that I wish I'd had to show you at the end. I, I, I don't have it pulled up, but it's, it's guys that are, are doing the same thing. And the guys, they go describe themselves, and they, they've met somebody, and they go and describe them. And so it, it comes up, and it shows a shot of the guys. It does the exact same thing. And the guy, the first look, the guy of himself, it's all this ripped-looking guy, really, really square jaw, just looking good, baby, looking good. And the, the way he's described, they're all deformed-looking, I mean, big eyes, dark circles, I mean, they look bad. And it's sort of it's sort of true. Uh, guys were like, "Yeah, man, I look good." All well, girls like, "I'm horrible." And they're all done up nice. They're like, I'm a, "But guys were like, yeah, I think I look good." And really, it was just sort of y'all know what I'm saying. Okay, I just thought a few y'all when I saw that uh, commercial. <laughs> um, how do you see you? Is Important, but I don't think it's important for you to see that and go, oh, I just need to see him. I'm, everybody sees me as the most beautiful thing ever. No, that's not. But my, my question for you is, girls, I'll throw you out. My, my question is, um, how does God see you? How do you think God see, 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 sees you? When, when no one else does, what does he see? What does he think of you? We're going to look at just a couple things tonight. Because we're talking about self-esteem, but our self-esteem can't be right until we understand our self-worth. And unless you find your worth in God, in Christ, you, you're going to try to find your worth in things of this world and they're going to fail. Boyfriends and girlfriends are going to fail. Friends are going to fail. Parents are going to fail in certain ways. We're all going to fail. If we base our, th- our worth on things of this earth, it's going to fail. We've got to find our worth in God, and this is how we find it. Turn in your bi- bi- Bibles to Psalms 139. Not Isaiah 40. Not, not yet, Johnny. Uh, Psalm 139 should be right in the middle of your Bible-ish. And there's some on the sides if you need them. And the first point says, God created you with a purpose. He created you purposely. Okay, He's got a plan for you and a purpose. Look here in Psalm 139, beginning in verse 13. For you formed my inward parts... You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In the book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there, were, there was none of them. Stop her right there. Just some points I want you to know. And what I'm going to share, um, there's two keys for your self-worth to be found in God. There's a couple keys you've got to have. First, you've got to believe in God. If you do not believe in God, you will never find your self-worth in God. Do you all understand that? Second point is this. You've got to believe the Word of God. You've got to believe this right here is the Word of God. It's God's words for mankind so that we can know Him better and we can know His plan for our lives. His plan for not just our lives, but all of mankind, that mankind that we all sin. And there, there was a need for us to get to God because we couldn't get to Him on His own. So He sent His Son, that is all in this book, to re- redeem man. Not just re- redeem man, but to redeem the earth, to make everything right. Because if you all would all agree... Y'all could do a list of things in this world that you see with your own eyes that are wrong. 
And there's going to be a day that God is going to restore it and redeem it all to be right. And I hope that you come here in this place because you, you, you want to know, know God more, you want to grow, but you know what? You long for that day when things are go- going to be right. You're tired, you're sick of the world being a wreck. So everything we talk about, unless you believe in God and the Word of God, it's not going to mean a whole lot to you. I understand that. That's the basis upon which I talk about. Because I have been a believer in Christ now for 25 years. And I'm so much more sure now than I have ever been. And there's no doubt in my life that the words of this book are true. And I hope that you, you, you are coming to that point yourself. First of all, verse 13. Understand this truth. That God created us, formed us in the womb. When that you were being made, you were being formed. The way that you are now, God knew how you were going to grow. You were planned to be how you are. Now, some of you at this point are going, Why, God? Why? Why am I like this? Fill in the blank. Why, 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 why am I too short? Why am I too tall? Why am I too round? Why am I not smart enough? Why? And, and we, we find the flaws sort of like they did on that. But I want you to understand this. God made you the way you are with a purpose. And look in here, verse 14. I praise you. This is a psalm of David, okay? And he says this. He's the one that wrote this. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. God made you. And he just didn't make you and go, I'll make this one short and stubby and smelly. No, do you understand that Verse 14, he says, I made you the way you are. You may not like it. Some rare of you may be like, yeah, I'm good, baby. I mean, you're like what the guy would see himself as. Um, but he made you with a plan. I want you to understand that he made you uh, with a plan. Now, me at age 16, okay, if so, a lot of you have probably heard the story. I um, didn't go to church. I actually didn't believe much in God. Uh, at the age of, of 16. I actually thought God was, uh, had made the world, but he was this type of guy that had made the world, spun it, and sent it off to go around the sun and, until it, it sucked up to the sun one day and burnt up. And that was sort of who God was. I was convinced of that because of the way that I, that I talked. Because I couldn't understand how a God that was an amazing God would make it so that I, I stuttered. Uh, and and uh, I, I just... I, I wasn't made fun of a whole lot in high school or middle because I got in a lot of fights. I just beat the crap out of people, and it worked. Sorry, I, I don't suggest you do that. Um, but but people learn to be nicer. Um, so um, I was a I was a bully. I confess. I'm doing I'm doing better now. Hey, hush. Okay. Um, so I was convinced I was a mistake. Okay, that, that if God had made me, he was like, oh man, messed up on that dude. <laughs> you know? And I was con- con- convinced of that. But I have now been um, on staff at a church for 20 years. In those 20 years, I've had to preach in front of groups of youth groups almost every week. I've had to preach in big church in front of lots of folks. And you know the one comment I get all the time that folks come up to me after I, they've heard me speak for the first time, not youth so much because youth are meaner. No, um, but from adults is that, dude, how do you do what you do? I'm, I'm amazed at the fact that you are brave enough to stand up and speak um, because you say that you believe in God so much and that you're that brave. And, and I get more comments about that, about me just being faithful to speak. And can I t- tell y'all, sometimes I hate, hate speaking. 
sorry, not to you, I, I, I love y'all. But I hate getting up in front of groups sometimes because sometimes it's just hard to talk. It's hard when you, really on bad days and I just can't say my name and I'm just t- tired of it. Even at the, the young age I am now, I still hate it at times. I get tired. But God has used, I know me, in ways that I would never be used on my own if I wasn't made this way. We're all made in ways that, man, we just, man, I don't like it. But I'm convinced, because of my own life, God's got a, a purpose for your life. Do not miss that fact. Find your self-worth in that. Even right now, go, you know what? I may not like the way that I am, but you know what? God is bigger, and uh, He can use me however He wants to. That makes sense? Yeah, sort of. We're, we're awake still? Okay, good. Next thing, look at verse 17. It says, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Look at verse 18. It says, If I would to, were, would to count them, they, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Okay. How many grains of sand, put up the first slide, Johnny, the question. How many grains of sand are in a teaspoon? A teaspoon is a little spoon about this big. I, don't, I wish I had one, but it's a little spoon thing. How many grains of sand are in a teaspoon? 623, 5,323, 10,723, 14,823, or 102,000. Okay, in a teaspoon, how many grains of sand? Who here, raise your hand if you think it's A. We have one. Thank you for being the one person. A. We do we have? Uh, thinks it's B. Five thousand three hundred twenty-three. We have one B. Two Bs. C. Ten thousand seven hundred twenty-three. A little bit more. About five of you. Four D. Fourteen thousand eight hundred. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Okay. Twenty-five thousand six hundred twenty-three. It's a little bit less. D's in the lead. Or yeah. Uh, F. 102,000. All right, 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7. Okay, the answer is 14,800. There was quite a. <clears throat> now, this is approximately, okay? Approximate. Um, There's a guy that made his son count, um, and he did it twice. He, he had to count. An eighth of a teaspoon of sand, and then he mu- multiplied it by eight to, to try to get an estimate that was close. And it took the kid a while. So, so I mean, so, so no, you better behave yourself, son. You're going to be counting sand. Um, now, <clears throat> go back to that verse we just read. Okay? Starts off how. Precious to me are your thoughts, O God. These are the thoughts of God. Verse 18. Uh, or how fast is this some of them? If I were to count them, thoughts of God about you, they are more than the sand. Okay, we've just talked about a teaspoon of sand is 14,800, let's say, thoughts of God. How much sand do you think is in a handful? There's roughly, and it's an estimate, 710,000 grains of sand in a handful. 710,000, a little, little, little less than a, mi- a million. Do you understand how much sand is there? A lot. Do you understand that the 
author who is David, who is King David, the one who sinned, he messed up a lot, but he sought God and God forgave him. He wants you to understand how much God thinks of you. It's more than your mind can grasp. Always when you're awake or asleep, on a good day or a bad day, He is thinking about you. Man, that's, that's a good thought to me. You know, and what, the first point uh, for tonight was that God created you pur- purposely. The second is God thinks about you constantly. He thinks about you constantly. Now, that's a good, good thing, isn't it? Man, that's good. I, I'm glad to know he's thinking about me even right now, knowing I was going to get up and, and speak his truth and his word to y'all tonight, that even if everybody sort of fell asleep in the middle of it, which I hope that would not occur, but God would still be thinking about me and there's still worth. I still have worth in God. But you know what? Even though I can say that's a good thing, part of me says, ooh, that's a bad thing. If God thinks about me constantly, all the time, every minute, then he sees me at times when nobody else does. Right? He sees me at my worst. He sees me at the bad times. Uh, and so I go, ooh, man. The third, th- third point, and I don't have it up there to go on the scre- screen, um, it's Matthew 6. And that God provides for you da- daily. Do you understand that God provides for you? And you're taking care of You go, well, my mom and dad do. But I believe that God owns Everything he created, the word of God says he created it all, that therefore he owns it all. And whatever money you accrue is really not yours, it's God's. And whatever you have, I'm sorry, but you need to know it's not yours, it's God. But he provides for you daily. Matthew 6 and verse 25 and 26, I, I would just just read it. it says, Therefore I, t- I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They, they neither sow nor reap, nor get, gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? He says, God takes care of the birds with th- things that grow. Will God not or aren't you of much more worth to God than that? Um, I'm, I'm convinced that God, God's got me taken care of. That doesn't mean I'm going to have the best house. Um, and there might be a day that I, I lose my house. Does that mean God doesn't take care of me? No, he's still God. He's in control. My life, your life, if you're a believer in him, is supposed to be about his glory, not your comfort. Okay, so so he's got my back. You know, when I went to 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 college many moons ago, my parents were of the um, the the mindset: you you want to go to school, you pay for your own schooling. Okay, that was the mindset of my parents. Some of y'all 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 have that. Some of y'all. Okay, there's a few of y'all. Well, um, that was great. I had an uncle of mine that went to my mom and dad. He he was a uncle of my dad's. So he was an O- older guy who had no kids, and he went to my dad, and I was there. My mom, and he says, "I just want y'all to know, I really want to uh, pay for your son's co- college." And my mom and dad said, "No, he's paying for his own." Can you believe that? You know how much it cost. Co- 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 my parents are mean, aren't they? You know, they did it so I could learn. Uh, first, first of all, so I wouldn't waste my time in college. And uh, that it would mean something t- 
to me when I got done. That that was their 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 view. Um, during that time, I was in school for a few years. I took some t- time off to work to try to to pay to pay for it. I a friend's dad. His name is Dan, Danny Tant. I, I I ran into him about a month ago. First time I'd seen him in years. And he met with me. We met for a lunch, and he'd heard I'd not dropped out of school, but I took a break for about a year. And he came to me and said, hey, I just want you to know, um, don't ever let money stop you from going to school. He, he said, don't, you, you're going to go back right. And I said, yes, sir, that's my plan. I'm getting it. Well, he said, well, if you get in a bind, you can't afford school, let me know. I'll pay for it. Now, I didn't tell my mom and dad about that, con- that con- conversation. And I never had to go back to him. But it was good for me to know he had my back. That, that as I worked and as I, you know, it took some stress off of life knowing that he had my... And I, I want you just to understand the concept that God's got your back. You know, self-worth, find your self-worth in that. God's taking care of you. You may have even had a rough road to get to here, but God's been at work in your life the whole way. And he's got your back. Don't miss that. Look at this last, last verse we're going to look at. It's in Isaiah chapter 49. And my, the points just are God created you with a purpose. He thinks about you constantly. He provides for you daily. And the fourth point is He remembers you always. God remembers you always. Even on these days when you're alone, where nobody sees you, you're just, you feel alone, He remembers you always. Look at this, Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. My God has Forgotten me. Verse 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. If you don't have that underlined in your Bible, it's a great one just to, just to know. The words of God saying, yet, yet I will not forget you. He says, verse 16. Behold, I have engraved, engraved you on the palm of my hands, your walls are continually before me. Man, a lot of things in this world will be forgotten. And some people will forget about you. Okay? I'm sorry to say it, but it's just the way that life works. But God says in His Word, I will never forget you. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how alone you feel, you're not alone. And when He says, man, I engraved you, I carved you on the palm of my hand. What a picture of Jesus Christ on the cross as he hung on the cross with the holes in his hands he's never going to forget you even if a mother who is nursing a child can forget which you go how in the world could, could that be he says I won't for, 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 forget you um, let me close with this those, those are some truths about how God feels about you so I hope you, you can take those and go you know what I'm worth more than I thought I was. You know, and, and I need to, to my, my, my life to, to rest in that. Now, I don't know about you. Um, my question is, how are you at taking com, 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 compliments? Are you good or bad? There's a lot of people, a lot of girls are really bad at it. No offense, girls. Uh, guys are really good at it. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, I am good at that. Uh, girls are, oh, stop, stop. I think girls just want more. Uh, so, no, they just want to hear more. Um, you know, my wife stinks at it. I, I can tell her 40 times, 
you're beautiful, you look fantastic, I love you so much, all these things, and she's always like, (laughs) and just turns it down. And tonight, these things I've talked about, God and you, accept it. Any compliment that you're giving, girls, learn to accept. Guys, learn to accept too if you don't. But these truths of God, man, just go, don't go, oh, no, no, you don't understand who I am. Yeah, I don't understand who, who you are. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what sins you've done. I don't know how bad you've been. I don't know any of that. But God do. God, God do. <laughs> God does. God, God does. And He still thinks all these things about you. That you're created with a plan. That, that, that He will never forget you. That He prof- provides for, for you all the time. And He thinks about you all the time. And the question is, well, how, what does that have to do with purity and date, dating? And te, te, teens, man, y'all, y'all, y'all wreck your lives a lot of times because self-esteem is low and your self-worth is, is, is just, just in the drain. And you're going to date whoever will give you the time of day. And when you get to that point, and it might be someone that you sort of like. But you're dating him a lot of times, or we date, and a lot of times you see this in a rebound. Someone's there, 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 there dating this guy or, or girl, and all of a sudden, the next week they're dating somebody else because they got dropped, and all of a sudden there was somebody. And you see this because they're trying to find there's some worth. I'm of worth. Know that your, your worth is found in Christ. God thinks amazing things about you. So don't let your self esteem affect who, who, who you date or what you do. On that date, man, God's got such bigger plans for you. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. We've just begun to talk about purity and dating and, um, and love. And Lord, I, I believe you call every person in this room and believer in this room to live a life, even right now, that's pure, that is holy, that is set apart from the world. And Lord, I know teenagers... They struggle. I was there a long time, long time, time ago. And Lord, I just ask that you will help them understand that their worth is found in you and nothing else. And may this be a night for some that it's the first night that they, they begin to trust you, that they begin to believe your word, they begin to accept the compliments that you give about them. Not that they can have a big head, but Lord, but that they seek after you, that they live for you, and they don't fall to the traps of this world. Lord, I just ask that you'll. Protect every one of them. Help them to be wise in the choices that they make. That what they do will bring you honor. And Lord, I thank you for everyone here. Everyone. Lord, I ask that you bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. um, If you you came in late and haven't signed up for camp and you're interested in it, there's some sheets up there and you can sign up right over there. That's all we got.